Bonds, which is a 1953 musical with Marilyn Monroe and Jane Russell. And uh, it's the story of um, two showgirls who take a boat to um, Paris. And um, on the way, they encounter a lot of men, um, including an Olympic team. And <laughs> they, um, it turns out they are being tracked by the, an, a private investigator hired by Marilyn, Mon- Marilyn Monroe's fiance who is a rich man, um, and his father thinks that Marilyn Monroe's character is um, only out for the money, which may or may not be true. (laughs) I did not know that this movie was based on a play. Oh, yeah. It's actually a Broadway show, and Carol Channing was in the role on Broadway, and I read that other actresses turned down the roles of leads because they thought that only she should be in the movie. Um, And Marilyn Monroe went to see Carol Channing in the Broadway show every night for a month to prepare for this movie. So I guess she based her performance very closely on that. Um, Also interesting, this was when Marilyn Monroe was not super famous yet, and Jane Russell was a big star at the Mm -hmm. time. So she got paid way more money than Marilyn Monroe. And they actually picked Marilyn Monroe because they thought she would be cheap for the studio. Um, Monroe said later in an interview that Jane Russell got paid $200,000 for it, and she made only $500 a week. So it probably came out to like $15,000 or something like that. That's crazy. Uh, Also, my favorite piece of trivia was that in the scene where Jane Russell is singing Among the Olympians and she falls into the pool with the divers, that was actually an accident. Oh, really? And (laughs) the director liked it so much that he kept it in. But when I watched that scene, I was so impressed that she fell into the pool, and all the men who are, you know, doing Olympic things around her just stayed in character and just lifted her up anyway and finished the scene, so it actually did look really good. Yeah, you wouldn't guess that it was an accident. Um, although she does look surprised as she's falling into the pool. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know if she was a really good actress or, uh, you know, I guess that was just part of the moment. So I guess we should talk a little bit about their backgrounds because these are two very famous actresses. Yeah, and they're very different, I think. Jane Russell was born in um, Minnesota, and then her family moved to um, Los Angeles. And she... Um, she, by the time she made this movie, she had already been, like, sort of, not a pinup girl, but she had been made famous in the movie The Outlaws, um, where she wore a lot of tight-fitting clothes, and it took three years for the movie The Outlaw to, um, like, p- make it through the censors, um, because they had to, like, tweak things here and there, because her character in that movie wears such tight clothing. The ironic thing is by the time she made um, uh, A Gentleman Prefer Blonde, she was a, like, a very staunch Christian and apparently, like, tried to convert Marilyn Monroe on the set of Gentleman Prefer Blondes, just, like, on on a regular basis. And um, later she she adopted several children um, and um, was sort of key to starting 
the like international adoption um, program, I guess, um, in the United States, um, which is kind of an interesting thing. But like at the end of her life, she described herself as a like right wing Christian conservative, um, like bigot, but not a racist. Hmm, what an interesting distinction. <laughs> I do remember seeing pictures from the outlaw where she's in like torn clothes and like barely covered and laying in the hay. Yeah. And um, I also think of that movie, The Aviator, about oh, yeah. Howard Hughes, where he has to go up against the censors in court and he actually is like comparing the size of the memories, like these memories passed. So why are Jane Russell's not okay for this movie? Uh, which I think is just hilarious. But in this movie, half of the time she's pretty covered up. Yeah. Well, and in that scene in the where she falls into the pool, what's interesting is that she is wearing pants and um, like a shirt, and her like shoulders are covered. I mean, you mm-hmm. can see her body just by the shape of her clothes, but. The men around her are all very scantily clad. Yes. I enjoyed that. <laughs> um, what about Marilyn Monroe? Well, I have to make a confession, and that is that I have never been a big Marilyn Monroe fan. This is the first Marilyn Monroe movie I've ever seen. She has a small part in All About Eve, which oh, yeah. we'll get to in the podcast. <laughs> but something about her shtick just like isn't really for me. Um, but then I made the mistake of researching her biography before I watched the movie and was like instantly more sympathetic to her because I knew a little bit about it and I watched Smash when it was on TV where they talk a lot about Marilyn Monroe's life but it's very sad so she was born Norma Jean Mortensen in 1926 in Los Angeles Um, she never knew who her father was Her mother was mentally ill and in and out of institutions, so she spent most of her childhood being shuffled around, like, between foster homes and also for a time in an orphanage. And there's a lot of sad, like, tidbits that came up when I was looking into this. Um, She was almost suffocated by a pillow when she was two. She was almost raped when she was six. Oh my gosh. And when she was in the orphanage, they agreed to pay the children five cents a month if they would like clean for them and do a lot of work but then they took one cent back every Sunday to give to church so essentially they were paid one cent a month to just work all the time um so not a great childhood and oh my gosh oh my gosh (laughs) she got married at age 16 factory worker it didn't work out it lasted four years and around that time she got into modeling and that was kind of how she made her way into film um, gentlemen prefer blondes was in 1953 and it was one of her first big hits but she also had a lot of others like some like it hot the seven-year itch and the misfits so we may get into some of these also, other ones yeah. um but, so she was a big box office hit, but she got a reputation for being unreliable. She developed addictions, and she, she was addicted to pills and alcohol, and 
a lot of times she would be cast because audiences loved her, but then she wouldn't show up on set, and it would cost the studios lots of money because the production would get pushed back. So by the end of her career, before she died, nobody would work with her. Jeez. And then she died from an overdose um, in 1952, and she was only 36. So, understandably, like uh, she she's an icon, but she's a tragic figure too. Yeah. Uh, which you, I mean, had I not read this before watching the movie, I don't think I would have been feeling sad for her <laughs> all the time. <laughs> right. yeah. But that, I mean, that that is the real story of her. Yeah. So, do you want to talk a little bit about? the film, what you liked, what you didn't like, what struck you? Yeah, one of the things that struck me was that um, the like the dialogue was really snappy. There were a lot of, like, e- even when, when uh, Marilyn Monroe's character is being totally, like, vapid and, like, sort of stereotypically blonde, she, like, can still manage to, like, pull out, a, like, a sharp retort even if it's like a little bit like off, um, and then um, Jane Russell's character is like even more like she just doesn't, won't put up with any of the like the bullshit of like the men around her who are trying to like you know woo her with money and you know she um, she just won't won't put up with it and has like the sharp singers to you know sort of keep them at bay, which is sort of also an interesting thing to a lot of like interesting commentary on like marrying for love versus marrying for money and mm-hmm. which is better and um yeah I really liked the Jane Russell character a lot I even though I was sympathetic to Marilyn Monroe the actress I was not very sympathetic to her character in this movie and I haven't watched a lot of her movies either but her facial expressions were so odd to me throughout. I mean, she almost looked like a blow-up doll or something. Mm-hmm. Like, her she, her mouth was just always in an O, and mm-hmm. she talked in a very strange way. Yeah, it was very, like, breathy and, like, vapory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I did appreciate the... I was kind of shocked by the male Olympians and how... They were wearing almost, they were basically wearing boxer, flesh-toned boxer briefs (laughs) and doing all sorts of exerting activities. And in my memory, this is the first, like, classic film that I've seen where there's that many scantily clad men on display. Well, and then they're dancing around, and every once in a while I was like, wait, did I see something? Yes! (laughs) I was like, um, how did they edit this film? <laughs> At first, when they came on screen, I thought they were naked. I, was, yeah. I kept saying to Mike, like, are these people naked? No. Yeah. <laughs> well, and in that scene where they're dancing around in the nude, you know, in the nude swimming shorts, um, Jane Russell is wearing earrings that are surprisingly phallic. Uh, was it the turquoise earrings? Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. liked them. <laughs> they were, I mean, I like them, but I was like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the other thing that was interesting to me was looking at those guys and comparing them with how male movie stars have to look now. Yeah. I mean, they were very fit, but they were sort of like a believable, attainable level of fit, and they had body hair. Yeah. And if you look at the stars today, like like a Channing Tatum or a Zac Efron, and they had to be, 
in a scene like that, they would have had to have like eight packed abs and be completely waxed. Yeah. So I found it actually kind of refreshing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was, yeah, it was refreshing on so many levels. Yeah. Yeah, that was nice. And in a way, it was a relief from the constant note being hit of like, these women are really hot. Let's look at their bodies. Yeah, right. Because that was certainly hit a lot of times with like every time they walked into the room, all the action stopped and you had to, people had to goggle them and goggle them, ogle them. Yes, goggle and ogle. Yeah. Um, what did you think about the little boy? That was my favorite part of the movie. He was my favorite character. I actually laughed out loud at the part where he said he was going to come to dinner every night if he could sit next to Marilyn Monroe and Jane Russell. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And, like, all of his little quips were hilarious and seemed to be, like, saying something about, like, what men are supposed to be like. Um, I also love that there was this huge... um, emphasis on um, female friendship, even though, like, every single time they spoke to each other, it was about the men they could or might or were going to marry. Um, there was, you know, still this, like, fierce, like, undertone of, like, friendship between them that, like, what really made Jane Russell mad was, um, you know, that anyone would say anything bad about um, Marilyn Monroe's character. And, you know, and that she, you know, she even says at some point, like, I'm the only one who can say anything bad mm-hmm. about her because she's my best friend. Yeah, it's like family. Yeah. That's, that's how it works. That is true. I liked their friendship. And basically the only reason that Jane Russell's character was going to Paris was to be with her friend. Yeah, as the chaperone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I could not get over the boat and how glamorous everything was. Yeah, and their stateroom. No. Yeah, and that, like the cocktail lounge and everyone dressing in evening gowns. I mean, it makes like going on a cruise today look look horrible. Yeah. For lounging in her boudoir, this simple plain pajama. Her clothes. Yeah. So, what did you think about the costumes generally? Um, they were probably my most enjoyed part of the film. Uh, I have as many notes about costumes as I have about everything <laughs> because they were just fabulous. The outfits, I, I was surprised to see there were so many pants outfits considering it was like the early 1950s and they were supposed to be so glamorous and I really liked that um, because they were lounge singers they had these fabulous costumes with headdresses yeah. which I liked. Um, and all the jewelry was amazing. The jewelry was fantastic. There were a couple things I didn't like, like the dress that Dorothy was wearing at cocktail hour that was brown and drapey. It was like oh, a yeah. crepe. I did not like that. No. Um, I didn't like the matching wedding dresses. No, that was <laughs> that was a little bit, taking it a little bit too far, I thought. Um, the scene where they come in in their evening dresses and Marilyn Monroe's in that orange one mm-hmm. and Jane Russell's in that sort of dark green it was just fabulous. And then all of their travel outfits, the hats, yeah. um, the Marilyn- jackets with the different textures and yes. the different like, quilted um, like embellishments in them. Leopard print. There was yeah. a lot of leopard there print. There was a ton of leopard <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's a 1950s thing. I don't know. But yeah, I actually made a note of 
love Dorothy's black jumpsuit and turquoise earrings in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> I could see someone wearing that today. Yeah, that would totally work now. You could pull that off. I I would do it. I would do it. If I had a reason to wear a black jump, jumpsuit and turquoise earrings, I would do it. So that the guy who designed all of the costumes for this movie is named William Cavilla, who apparently Marilyn Monroe wrote to him and said, um, please dress me all the time. I love you. Oh. And he, he he designed he's the one who designed that um, the white dress that she wore in um, seven years seven years itch that you know where she stands above the grave oh. and it, it's sort of the iconic Marilyn Monroe dress he designed the dress for her. Yeah, I was wondering about I mean I don't know if this is too personal but the undergarments that they were wearing because in some of the seat I guess they were wearing girdles probably. But their proportions were just like unbelievable. Like their waist looked like they were about sixteen inches, and then their hips were like out. And yeah. I don't know. Like it would. It really struck me in the scene where um, Marilyn Monroe was trying to get out that porthole window. Oh yeah. And I just thought, how is that possible that that's her waist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and isn't the thing about Marilyn Monroe that she was actually a size eight? That she. I don't know if that's a myth that she actually is not, she is fairly normal sized. I mean, normal by like our standards today, but um, she isn't like this dick thin, um, you know, sort of standard that we have now. Yeah. And yet she still, it remains this like sex icon. Well, it is interesting to see when looking at older movies, like the different body types and what goes in and out of style depending on what decade it is. And this was a very sort of like curvy, va-va-voom type of shape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is nice when you think about what's in today. Yeah, I would rather have this. There, Well, and there are several scenes that like, that that showcased that like voluptuous va-va-voom. Like when she's dancing in that gold lemonade dress. And <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like sex appeal, but it's highly refined. Of talking about this when we were watching the movie, that it like it's not there's nothing crass about it or like um, base. It's very like it's highly refined. The outfits are like they're tight fitting, but they're not um, they're not too much. They're not too yeah. revealing. Yeah, they don't show a lot of skin. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what did you think about the character of Piggy? <laughs> Um, it, I, I, I found myself having a lot of questions about that character because here he was, like, supposedly married to this other character and having, like, given, um, this, you know, Lady Beekman all of these, like, jewels and, and diamonds from his diamond mine mm-hmm. in South Africa where he was apparently speaking Swahili, which is not... Not accurate. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, but then he was perfectly willing to like woo this like much younger woman who was obviously interested in him for his diamonds. Um, so he's sort of a I don't know. It was, it, I was surprised to see a character like him in a nineteen fifties movie in some ways. What okay. did you think about him? I thought he was very unappealing, and I am not. Uh, a jewelry person in that, you know, Diamonds are girl's best friend does 
not apply to me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I appreciate a pretty piece of jewelry, but I could care less if it's like real gems or whatever. But um, the diamonds would not have been enough for me to spend time with him. <laughs> Just, no. And the fact that she kept calling him Piggy, I kept thinking of the Muppets every time she said, like, oh, Piggy. <laughs> so, um, and I was watching with Mike, and he swore that Piggy's wife was also the maid from The Sound of Music, but I don't, I can't confirm that. I don't know, but we were talking about how when we were watching it that, um, that Piggy's wife is sort of like the stock wasp character mm-hmm. who's like, like appears in like movies of that period as sort of the like upstanding, no nonsense, like wealthy white lady who, um, you know, sort of looks down her nose at the mm-hmm. like main characters who, um, uh, you know, who are like gallivanting around. I don't, I can't remember, I don't know if that actress is actually is actually the actress in the sound of music, but it's sort of a similar character. Yeah. Um, well, she could have been a lot meaner to Marilyn Monroe's character, I thought. She let her try on the tiara, and then when she took the tiara, she said she would not press charges if she just gave it back. Yeah, she could have so been a lot meaner. So that wasn't that bad. And I also was kind of offended that if the tiara belonged to her, then how was it Piggy's to give away? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That part was unclear to me. Because she was saying, well, Piggy gave it to me. What If it's not his, he can't give it to you. Yeah. It doesn't belong to him. <laughs> um, I think we need to talk about the big number. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. What did you think? Because that's such an iconic scene. Um, I had never seen it all the way through before seeing the movie, which um, I liked the colors in it, which I was surprised to sort of, I don't know. It was surprising to me that that was the thing that like jumped out at me all the red um, and the pink together. Um, what did you think about it? I thought Marilyn Monroe did a really good job in it, and it was it was really fun. Like, I was just enjoying the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, I, another trivia thing I read was that originally they wanted to deck her out in this, like, diamond dress where it would look like she was just wearing, like, one big necklace. Oh, jeez. But it was deemed too risque, which is why she ended up in the pink. In the pink dress. Um, I felt really bad for those girls who were holding up the chandeliers in the background. Did you notice that? Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was interesting that there are these like various um, human chandeliers. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, but yes, that, that scene made the movie worth it to me for watching. Cause, I mean, I love musicals and it was just very well done. Yeah. Well, and a lot of their scenes together, or singing, I thought were very, they were fun and musical and um, very, like, they helped move the story along, but also, like, showcased these two um, actors. We all want to help one another. Human beings are like that. We want to live by each other's happiness, not by each other's misery. We don't want to hate and despise. Especially with all of the, like, the diamond mining stuff. I mean, it's just mentioned very briefly and peripherally, but it made me think about it in a way that, um, I mean, I guess it made me think about it in a way that I'm sure that, like, 1950s audiences didn't think about it. Yeah. I'm sure they didn't think, oh, who was actually doing the mining and what at what cost. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
I mean, I guess it's good that it made me think about it, but I don't know. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I don't think it, this movie does very well <laughs> in terms of that. Um, yeah, the a lot of the movie is sort of glamorizing wealth and the pursuit of wealth mm-hmm. as a primary goal, especially with the Marilyn Monroe character, which I don't think is great. And I also noticed that the only people of color in the movie were the two little boys. The street urchins? The street urchins who, like, gleefully dance in, in their song in funny hats, and I thought that was kind of... And then carry their suitcases? Yes. Yeah. It, it felt sort of icky to me and sort of minstrelly. Mm-hmm. So, not, not great in that way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'll do anything of importance that will displease you, but, Mother, from now on, you must give me complete freedom. Uh, what about in terms of feminism? Do you think this movie passes the Bechdel test? Um, no. I think it doesn't pass the Bechdel test, but I think it's in, because they're, they just always talk about men the entire time. But, see, I think it does on a technicality. <laughs> because it's two women as the main characters? No, because at the point at which Marilyn Monroe's character is being pursued for stealing the tiara, they do talk about how they're going to get her out of that situation. Oh, that's true. And not all of it has is about men. <laughs> <laughs> but some of it is like, go to your rich fiancé and he'll help you out right. or something. But I mean, there is, there is some discussion that is not strictly about the men. But I think that's just the technicality and overall, like, thematically it doesn't pass. Yeah. I mean, there are some things about it, like their friendship, I think, is even though they spend the entire movie um, talking about men, you can imagine that, like, in a universe outside of this movie, they are, like, very, like, they have a very strong friendship that, like, clearly involves, like, supporting one another and, like, being, like, sort of family for each other. But but it's not in the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just have to imagine it. So... Yeah, that's true. I, I liked that at least they were the center of... It was two women at the center. It wasn't even a couple mm-hmm. at the center of the film. Yeah. Although the the ending marriages really undermine any sort of feminist themes that there could have been. <laughs> Those matching wedding dresses. <laughs> yes, and the, the marrying sort of generally terrible people. <laughs> yeah, but I think it is true that, yeah, the primary relationship in the movie is their friendship rather than like a like a romantic relationship it doesn't really matter who the man is yeah and the jay russell character in particular i guess you could say both of them do have a lot of agency in terms of they are the pursuers yeah well and there's that great scene where they're looking at the um the ship's passenger list and you know and Marilyn Monroe's character is only looking for people with valets and at the end of the scene she refers to um, Jane Russell's character as Mrs. Blah 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 and she says and valet because he doesn't get anything I don't get which I loved <laughs> yeah that was a great line she had a lot of great one liners yeah she did I thought if I, if I was going to model my conversation after someone, that she would not be a bad person. To... <laughs> They're worse people. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, overall, what's your rating of this movie? 
I'm just going with ratings based on how much I liked it. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a 2 out of 5. The main things I liked were the musical numbers, and a lot of them were very well choreographed, and I liked dancing, and and the fashion. But the plot really, the whole entire plot was just annoying to me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's not something that I would necessarily revisit just as like a fun watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would probably give it like a two and a half. Um, only because of the, it was, like, the colors were fun to watch, and the outfits were, were interesting to look at, and some of that, like, witty conversation was, you know, funny, but, like, I don't need to run out and watch that movie again anytime soon. No. Although I'm glad we did watch it. Yes, I'm glad we watched it, too. And now we know about the tragedy that is Marilyn Monroe's life. <laughs> right. And Jane Russell, who is a bigot, but not a racist. <laughs> Great endings for both. <laughs> right. Um, so what's our next movie, Emily? Our next movie is Spellbound, and we hope that you will watch it and join in the discussion. Yeah. Bye. Bye. After all, tomorrow is another day.